It's time to talk some blues hockey. Welcome to the Blues NHL podcast, hosted by former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers and former Blues enforcer Darren Kimball. And we got a problem in front of the hog bench. Kimball pulling it, Ronick. Here's Kimball swinging it, Ronick wildly, and the linesman trying to get in between them. Look at Raddick, he's dropped the gloves with Rivers. The referee or the linesman should yeah. jump in here. You can't let a guy like Rivers continue to throw punches. Federico stolen from Reinhardt, breaking in to Hunter. Hunter shooting, rebound, Recognize the score! Here comes Shovel Day, he'll be thrown out of the game! Curtis Joseph grabs Shovel Day, and the two goalies go at it! Head to head, and Joseph with three great rights! New Terjana Hall looking for 500, he shoots, he scores! Brad Hall, number 500! Tarasenko, in the clear, he scores! And now, here's your off-ice official, Jim Cromer. Hey, everybody. It's not Jim Cromer, but don't get too excited. He's not a healthy scratch today. He uh, is going to be a late addition, as I think he uh, went to brush his teeth for the first time this month. <laughs> We were in the studio, and uh, we were wondering, what is that foul smell? And then he left the room, and the smell went away. It was kind of weird. Well, um, you know, we'll see. I've been but, around him so long, you know. It's like that, you know, one of those things. You quit hearing the train I thought so you were going to say you've made out with him. Well, and you know, I was back little, in the day. Okay. All right. I mean, <laughs> hey, there's a couple of beers involved. No big deal. And, uh, you know, anyways, for those who haven't figured it out, I've got the legend, Gary Henson, in here with me today. McKendry's finest. Um, hey, before we get too oh, far, Jesus, here too we go. Far, He's you're going to like this. Me. You're going to like this. I doubt it, but go ahead. Before we get too far, because I mentioned his name on here, I have a million times respect for the young man and very proud of what, what's going on. Derek Pallardy. Derek Pallardy, yes. His women's McKendry ice hockey team qualified for the national tournament to be it's played incredible. in Dallas. How about that? Not only is he a hair model. But he's also an excellent coach. <laughs> and uh, honestly, he, all jokes aside, uh, Derek Pallardy is one of the finest coaches in the St. Louis area, and I'd say you know, maybe in the country. I Yeah, I'd see it on a daily basis. And, um, you know, Derek is quite a bit younger than me. Um, well, everyone and, is. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just but making sure our audience but knows here. But I'm just uh, – he doesn't have – you know, he's not been coaching for his entire life like you and I, maybe. Maybe just me, really, because I didn't play. So, but, um, he's outstanding. I mean, outstanding. I know. He's very um, very thorough, very technical. He's great with the skills side. He's very thorough with the systems and communication. And when this situation presented itself to him way back when, uh, I told him flat out, I'm like, you are perfect for this job. And I'm sure other people did, too, and I'm sure he knew that. I'm not claiming to be the guy who said, oh, no, but it helped, but he brought it up. I'm not going to lie. You know, he, uh, I thought he's perfect for the job. I knew he'd do a great, uh, great job of what he's doing. And now he qualified for the nationals, which is huge. Yeah. We're like what? Three years deep, four years deep into this thing. Pretty incredible. The, and, and he keeps recruiting. Yeah. Too. Last year we, they were a top 10 this year. Nationals. That's incredible. Well, so happy. Kudos for to Derek Pallardy and the girls program over at McKendry. They keep doing awesome things. And, uh, 
that's important because we want to see this sport continue to grow, not just in St. Louis and area, but uh, worldwide as well. And so speaking of success, let's talk about the Blues. Like, holy fuck, did you think, <laughs> like, seriously, did you think, like, fucking mid-October, no, mid-November. No, I didn't think. I, I, I'm on the record saying they wouldn't make the playoffs, and now they're, like, making a run at the top. But how horseshit was it to come in here week after week, and our buddy Jim Cromer is coming back now, and hang on a second. Hair looks good, too. No, hola, hang on. Hola, hola. Hang on. What's up, babe? Oh, yeah. So it smells like he brushed his teeth. So I that was good. Much appreciated. Your microphone appreciates hello, it. Hello, nostrils hello. are fine. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, but no. just to bring you up to speed here, uh, we're talking about the blues and just how miserable it was for us to come in here on a regular basis. And it's no shot at the players. I mean, they know it's fucking miserable, too, because they're living it worse than we are. We're talking about it. They're living it. And we had to talk about, well... Well, maybe this is what's going on. Maybe this is what's going on. I'm not sure. It sucks and feel bad and, oh, we'll talk about who to trade and this and that. And now it is nice to come in here and be excited to talk excited. about the positives, you know. And whatever reason, they've got the Predators number this year, you know. I uh, I just think that right now they're in their heads. You know, like what is it, four out of five games that they beat the Predators and – Three in a row? I could be wrong, and somebody at home will correct me, but still. Let me ask you guys this. I, I, To me, I'm watching that game, and, and it's hard to – like, I'm saying this out loud, and I'm going, wait a minute, Damon, they just reeled off a, a major winning streak. You go through all that, you get yourself back into this thing, you get yourself in a solid position too, and then, you know, you have a couple of games where you, now you're back to it's just straight NHL hockey, right? And then you have Nashville come in, and this is why I'm going to say this. You had the trade deadline. And the big, bad Predators went out and got Wayne Simmons. Well, they did more than that. Well, uh, yeah. and But my point is, we liked Simmons a lot, right? Loved him. So they get him, Still who do. we liked, okay? They they make other improvements. They do all this stuff, and here come the big, bad Predators. Okay, you took four out of four from us on a weekend series. They come out, and I mean to tell you, we stuck it in their ass in front of a home crowd, Okay. That, to me, is... Hell, can that, you do that to a well, predator? Hang on. Here's the deal. Wouldn't you become the predator at that point? The predator? <laughs> hey. The yeah. predator? To hey. catch a predator? To so, quote Jimmy Fallon? Hell. Well, <laughs> this is what I call a signature win. That's a signature win. That's like the WWE signature move right Dude, there. Dude, with all due respect about your signature win, That's you a aren't signature wrong. Win. But they've had several. I, I know, but my point is, but <laughs> no, like, no, 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 but this be is fair now. New. I dog on Kramer a lot, or Kramer, Kramer. <laughs> fucking Kramer, Kramer. That's because he came in the door the way he, he did, did come in like Kramer. <laughs> I dog on him a lot, but let's let him let, let's have him have his moment here. I don't fucking I'm Debbie not, Downer at him. He pointed at me like I'm talk. just telling because well, you sit. I there said, I said they they're coming off this one. My point was in the whole thing is that. Okay, now it's a new day. We've had a trade deadline. Oh, the better teams got better. We didn't really do anything. And guess what? We still stuck it in our ass. Well, here's yep. the thing, right, about the trade deadline. And we saw all the action. We're, we can break down a few things here. I don't want to spend all day breaking down. We have two hours trying to break down every stupid minor little deal that happened. But pertaining to our division, okay, because that's really what's important right now, the Winnipeg Jets made a couple of moves, a significant move, and going to get Kevin Hayes from the Rangers. He'll be a big boost to their lineup, to to an already stacked lineup. Uh, so we're going to have to worry about that. But to Jim's point here uh, about the Predators, they added Brian Boyle, 
what, about a week and a half, two weeks before the deadline. Yeah. And so that's a big ad. They, they talk about a big guy. He's six, seven, net front presence, power play guy. Then they go and add Wayne Simmons. Just slightly smaller, tougher, better fighter, and probably, well, not probably, he's got, how about this stat? I, I forget what year, how far we go back, but Wayne Simmons is the third most power play goals in like really? the, the last five years. Really? I'm not lying. Never I, would have guessed. It's that. not. A, I'm not pulling it out of my ass. No, I know. I um, never would have guessed. But that. so Wayne Simmons is a power play guy. Now they got Boyle, Simmons. They add Granlund. Now they subtract Fiala. That was a weird move for me because Kevin Fiala is a dynamic young player, and he's got the ability of going coast to coast through everybody, and and he's only 22. Ooh. And you add Granlund, that's like four and a half million to your payroll, maybe even closer to five, and. He's unrestricted. Now he's got one more year. Then he becomes unrestricted. So that's a curious move by David Poyle to when me. You because you see stuff like that, do you think it's a system thing? No, I think it's he's trying. I think people look at Columbus, who we'll just jump into them. <laughs> they went and got everybody. Yeah. And I think people look at teams like that loading up, saying, well, Boy, fuck. That was weird. We better load up then. Right, and so you take a young player, and you're going to have to give up something now. If you're David Poyle, not everybody's just going to bow down and give you every player you want, because basically in the Simmons deal, the Boyle deal, he gave up a second rounder that he'd already uh, taken from somebody else. The Simmons deal, that's a head scratcher for me because I can't imagine there wasn't another team in the league that would have offered a Ryan Hartman type player and a fourth rounder. Yeah, good point. You know, like if even if we're talking about our Blues. You'd say, okay, Robbie Fabry in a fourth rounder. Yeah, that was like yeah. essentially that's, that's kind of, and I'm not saying trade Fabry. I'm, I'm saying essentially that's kind of like the the comparison. Yeah, you're just carrying apples to apples is all you did. That's right. So I won't dwell on that um, because you know you never know. Like some GMs won't deal with other GMs. Uh, some, really, it's weird. Yeah, it's catty. Uh, as much like as, just because their like personality don't get along. They got fucked in a deal before, oh. or they did something, and they're like, you know what, fuck this guy. And so if I can fuck him by not trading to him, or how about this, even more, fuck him by trading to his biggest you yeah. know, wow. competitor. I, hmm. I'm not saying that happened in this situation. Human nature, though, it probably uh, does. Chuck Fletcher is a great young GM. Not young anymore, but I still think he's young for the business. Um, and he does a great job. But it would be hard to believe that the Blues wouldn't have been in on a trade that would be comparable to what i just said right you know um now as as my add kicks over all over the place right now uh you have to look at the blues saying that they were gonna stand pat and not make any moves because they believe they have the right recipe in the locker room um they believe that david perron and Braden shen Coming back after the deadline is kind of like deadline deals. Will they be able to bring these guys in and they're you know fresh and ready to go? And they, you know, they did make a minor deal for Michael Delzato, who, you know what? I have nothing against the guy. He's a kind of a journeyman defenseman now, which you know obviously is near and dear to my heart. Um, but he is he's much he's much like I say I was a player similar to me. You know he came yeah, in. Yeah, a little some, more sandpaper than he's got. Possibly. But he's offensive, offensive <laughs> upside. Well, that's a good point. Punch offensive upside <laughs> came in at a young age, highly touted guy. He's had a hard time finding a home in a lot of different places. Uh, he's been utilized in different roles, and 
again, he'll be utilized in a role of, you know, I call it the, uh, the, the plug the holes guy. If there's a hole in the boat somewhere and you're leaking just a little bit, you're going to plug Dalzado in there. If you need it? him on a power play, you plug him in. Penalty kill, plug him in. You need him a healthy scratch, plug him in there. What's it mean for 25? Anything? That means he's going to spend the rest of the year in San Antonio. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it is. He's yeah. a captain down there. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a big part of Here's what people don't understand is sometimes these veteran players that are in your minor league system, they're actually a huge part of your development for your young players. Coach on ice kind of thing? Kind of, yeah, like mentor. And I remember towards the end of my career when I played in the minors, coaches talking to me in a different way, talking about how it was important to tell the young kids why I do things, you know, why things happen mm -hmm. this way. Talk about losses. Talk about wins. Go out. Let them have a couple beers. Talk about how important it is to not get stupid and like you know. So all, there's off ice mentoring too, like the, the total how to handle media. Totally, these are, you know all that stuff, right? Yeah. Not to be late for the bus. Set an alarm. Set two alarms. Yeah. Set an alarm plus a wake up call. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like, all these things. Yeah, gotta that, have a buddy. Have a buddy. That's right. And so a guy like Butler is probably. Very valuable. I think he is. Obviously, the team has re-signed him like, to three different contracts to be that guy. Yeah. And How can you lose having a guy that's like doesn't make a stink, doesn't do anything, sits down there Man, every time? And let's and not listen. forget him what, when he stepped up and took, the, that's took right. all the questions in the room that's that right. day. He answered those better than anybody had answered a question all year. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe like a, all like a, time. You see him, do you see, oh, not to get too far off, but I, I would see him in, uh, in a suit and tie someday. Yeah, I think if he wants to. Or developmental. I, I think if he wants to. Like, here's the thing. I think the progression for, for, for Chris Butler is pretty simple. I think that he's going to go from player to assistant coach with their American League team. Okay. That transition is very easy. I don't know that for a fact. Yeah. Just judging by the way he talks, carries himself, the way he uh, physically. Easy for him, probably. It should be an easy slide for yeah. the organization, too, as a thank you for all this, you know, I guess, devotion to the team and the young players. And the city. And the city. Here, have an assistant coach job, learn, blah, blah, blah. If you're good, if you like it, continue. I like it. So I like it. That's Ain't where I'm headed with that. Good. Hey, listen, let's be honest about Delzato. No, let's lie about Why it. Why are no, we being be honest? honest? Let's just lie about Fuck, it. Fuck, it's much better to lie. I love his biggest <laughs> claim to fame, and that's that he was with Lisa Ann. Wow. Oh, True story is he was actually never really with her. Well, damn that. I don't like him as much anymore. Oh, I'm just for saying. Gosh sakes. He, what, a uh, great, what a good time. There's, can, let, uh, let's talk. I'd love, to, got, be, I'd love to be able to get into it. <laughs> I'm itching to get to one of but my favorite blues I, players. Hang on. Hang on. But you're I, itching to get into I'm it? But itching. I'm itching. Oh, it is like almost got me in a rash wanting to get into that right now, but I cannot. <laughs> So yeah. God, now you know you leave it alone. Let's on, just Revs. let's come just on. say that. Um, there you go. Come on, it was tease, a little tease. Come on, <sighs> she was more of a conduit in order, like a an agent for him. I, it's, it's, there you again, go. That's all. What's it, wrong with that? Nothing. Lisa Ann was his tinder. But she, but she also stated <laughs> they dated a few times. Listen, good for him. That, yeah, you guys I don't act care. Like dogging him. It, do, it doesn't make a difference like to me. You wouldn't go out with Lisa Ann tomorrow? No, I'm married. He's married. That's all, that's a good answer, by the way. Now, all, twenty-six years and two weeks. Now let's progress. If you weren't married, if your wife never existed on this earth, would you go on a date with her? Come on, you're married too. That question. Can... I'll answer it. Okay. Would I go on a date with her? Yeah. Is, that, uh, is that a date? Of course. Okay. Is it a date? I didn't ask you to marry her. I know. Is it a date? Just a date. 
Is that a date? date? Well, of course it is. Is that what they call it now? Well, it's a hanging out. Uh, Netflix would... and chill. I'm <laughs> dinner and a movie. What do you do want? Do porn stars date? Ah, oh, come Gary, on. Gary's a porn star? Holy Come on, shit. leave that out. Dinner and a movie, that's sure as far thing? as it's going. Uh, you know me. No, that's a misconception, hey, by the way. I know. You I'm know just, me. I'm well, no, why don't you tell us about I'm it. I'm a germaphobe. I got, Story time I got with it. Uncle Creepy. I, I'm a germaphobe, so let's not forget that. Dinner and a movie. Stay well, there. germaphobe, how do you even wash yourself? I don't know. <laughs> I definitely don't take a bath. Anyways. The point is, I don't give a fuck. I think it's great. A young, he's a young kid at the time living in Shit, New York. that's my point. He's broadening his horizons. Good for him. That's right. And you know what? He might have some good stories for the boys, and that always brings a team closer together, so I like it. Well, uh, what do you want to get to over there? Man, okay. Maybe he's like, no, everybody's a, okay, first trying all, to figure he, out this toque he's got on First there. of all, what is he doing over there, Cromer? He's on me. his phone. On his fucking phone. Wearing a toque. Wearing a toque. Hold on. And there's a tweet that says, Jamie's telling me to get off my phone right now. Like somebody tweeted. That they is, know it. That is great. Hey, okay, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait, I, we, we all right. I just wait. Let's talk about the game a little bit. Well, no. hey, before we do that, no, I got to ask boring. you. boring. I got to ask you. Come on. We will, but speaking of toque. Yeah. How big? Like you're you're Canadian. Yeah. Bob and Doug McKenzie. Oh, what are they off, doing eh? these days, eh? I don't. Well, they're not doing that anymore. But they were fucking legends <laughs> in the day for two four of Elsinore. Bob and Doug <laughs> McKenzie. Have you ever seen the movie Strange Brew? Uh, it's a thousand okay. times. If you memorize, if it. you if people at home, this will be a very tough movie to find. It won't be on Netflix. But if you can find <sighs> the movie, it's called Strange Brew. Start watching mm-hmm. it. Don't. Don't be sidetracked. Give it a chance, okay? And no the drinking game that goes along <laughs> with it is you have you do shot glasses, mm-hmm. shot glass of beer, and a shot gra- shot glass of Crown Royal is yep. what we used to say. Because Crown Royal is Canadian. Every time they open a beer in the movie, you do a shot of Crown. Every time they say a. You do a shot of beer. Jesus, you'd be wasted. Before well, that's the-, the thing is very few people doing that. I've ever actually seen the full movie. Right. 45 <laughs> hey. minutes in your Amazon you're never fails. I believe you can find it on Amazon. Well, it's incredible. It's uh, based about two Canadian guys that you want to talk about, you know, uh, the stereotypes of Canadian yes. people. It's all about it. There's takeoff. Hey, yeah. you're a hoser. All this stuff. They drink beer. They work at a beer factory. They play hockey. It's uh, it's pretty incredible. It's funny, it's funny. It's I've hysterical. seen. It. Yeah, I've. It is. There you go. There we go. There it is. In fact, there, I Amazon. May put that if you're on, on Amazon, which let's face it, that guy's got a gazillion dollars. Everybody's. Well, he's on got Amazon. half a gazillion now. That's yeah, going to be true. So I don't blame him. All right. So hell? you want to get to the game? Gary wants to talk about the game. Okay, Gary, talk about the game. Uh, first, if you don't think, uh, first of all, how Uh-oh. frustrated was Nashville? Yeah, well, that was my point. Okay, so hang on. Let's backtrack just one second before you start talking about the game, which I know he's going to be, what the fuck? I want to talk about the game. Talk about the game. So anyways, don't me, Rivers. We, we had three guys out of the lineup. <laughs> yeah. So Nashville has added almost everyone. Granlin didn't play because his fiance was giving birth at the exact same time or something That's like no that. That's no reason to miss a game. I'm willing to forgive the guy. <laughs> uh so they've added their deadline guys. We have subtracted three pieces of our lineup. Significant so Q, Gary, and go. Well, there's one place I want to go to in particular that I think describes this Blues team now. Sammy Blay. Sammy uh-huh. freaking Blay. 
And I even wrote the time down. It's like six minutes and something in the first period. He rips the guy down in the corner in our end, rips him, jumps up, takes off, and is leading the three on two the other way. Now, granted, they didn't score, but the pass he made, pretty significant. And that, to me, I told the whole story of why the Blues are doing so well. Effort like that, day in, day out, by everybody on the team. Well, uh, you can point, you can pick a play out like that pretty much for every guy during this this turnaround. And Sammy Blake, man, is that a good I, play? It's great play. Uh, this I'm gonna give you another name. Who we, the guy that we haven't talked like much about? But this McEachern guy's uh, been great. I was just about to talk about him. Well, he was in on that three three out. No, but I mean, what a, he's been great for us since he came up. And everybody at the time was like, oh, I guess we're just gonna leave Costin down there forever. And no, this guy's been and great. I'll say this is I never realized that he could continue to develop like this in the NHL. I thought a guy like Mackenzie McEachern would have to continue to develop in the American League. Uh, I realized why they signed him when they did because he would have been an unrestricted free agent and you don't want to lose an asset just because. The one way was perplexing to me. It still is. Um but this guy, uh, you know, he's getting better. And if you watch him on the forecheck and when he pressures pucks, he's really good at it. He's yeah. on the puck. He's stick first. He's body second. And he's quick to get there, read the play. And he's aggravating the shit out of people. Yeah, him and Sammy Blade. Like, I would not take those guys out of my lineup. I would. I was going to ask you that. That absolutely was going to be my question. Not. This is where it's going to get that, really that, fucking yep. crazy for the Blues. Absolutely not. So, um, <laughs> earlier in the year. We were talking about heart and grit, and you like to say grit and sandpaper in those kind of terms. Balls. Yeah. And, Balls. And we were saying, Balls. you know we were all saying there isn't much out there. Well, that's not the case. And it was – they were the better team, the more aggressive team, the faster team, the more skilled team, everything other night in, against Nashville. Well, one thing about Sammy Blay that I think has to be recognized here, two different things. <clears throat> Number one is he was never a physical player ever in his life. He's always been a very fast, really? skilled goal scorer. He light up the Quebec League. Like he was, yeah, I saw those. You know what I'm saying? Stats, yeah. He was not a – first of all, he doesn't weigh very much, even still to this day. But he's always been kind of thin, and he's been a playmaker. He's adapted under Craig Berube – down the minors, this, that, the other. You want to say what you want to say. He's adapted to learning to do what it takes for him to be in the lineup. And he's been the most active hitter on the Blues roster. I'm not saying he has the most hits all year because he's been up and down, but if you take the games he's played, I bet you, and you do the numbers, he is the busiest hitter of the Blues. I agree. So you need that element, and he can score. We saw, you know, he creates offense. We saw the shootout goal. Uh, yeah, this guy, so sick. this guy is not without talent. So that's number one. Number two is he was sent down that morning, uh, the morning yeah, before right. or whatever yeah. the fuck you want to talk. Like he literally, they 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 sent him down, and then they realized Steen <laughs> can't play. Yeah. We're calling you back. So yeah. I guess his timeline, from what they say, uh, that was provided by our buddy Lou Korak. Yes, uh, sweet Lou, sweet Lou. <laughs> he uh, said that he landed in like Denver. <laughs> Uh, to try and join uh, San Antonio. And then he, when he landed, he turned his phone on or it clicked on and he was going back to St. Louis. So he literally turned around, got on a plane, went back to St. Louis and arrived in time for like a, he, he described a 15 minute nap 
and then go to the game. And played that well. And he had that kind play, of energy. Played like a guy that He's said, getting the Jamie hey. Rivers, Mike Keenan treatment. Hey, <laughs> played like a guy that said, you know what, I'm tired of this shit. He I'm said, tired of going I'm up and down. I'm an NHLer, and I'm, I'm going to show it to you. And I don't you know understand what? why they don't keep the extra roster guys, though. Like it, That's puzzling to me because you have the room. You have IR that Shannon Perron are on and Gunnarsson are on. You can have two extra guys, and they just they, they chose not to. Is it a money to. thing? Well, I don't know if it's a I mean, I'm not complaining, but come on. I mean, <laughs> is it we want you to keep your feet moving play thing and not be up there? But when you have this many games in such close proximity as yeah. a team in the NHL, do you really want to wear and tear your guys just because they're flying every other day? Like with to play the minors, come back. Like, Why not yeah. just get through this? Make sure Shan and Perron are healthy again. Once they're healthy and you have to healthy scratch somebody, two guys, now you have your two extras. Now you can send guys down. Okay. You know, I don't know. Yeah. To me, it, it, does the plane ride wear you out? As a you pro? know what? It's not the plane ride. Obviously, the chartered planes. It, it is. It's a nice luxury. But the commercial flights and all. There is a stress that's involved because yeah. when you get sent down, you have to get all your gear. Got to get all your sticks, all your clothes. Because when you get sent down, like they're not telling you, oh, you're going down for a day. They're telling you we're sending you down. That's it. So you have to assume that I'm back there for the rest of the year. So you got to pack up all your shit and go down. You got to drag all that to the airport, special check-in for your sticks because they're a large object. You probably have to pay some extra money for extra baggage, which is not a big deal. You right. know, this, that. It's just stressful. Yeah. And you got to make your flight. Then at, when you land wherever you're landing, now you got to get a cab that's big enough to bring <laughs> all your stuff. Then you got to get to the hotel. Then you got to make sure you get your bag and sticks to the rink then you got to make sure you try and get some sleep like so it's just and then do it all in reverse yeah, again when you process, get called up yeah. it just it wears wears you down because i just ask because like when i fly when i get off the plane i'm always excited like i'm ready to go but you know i only go to vegas so well that's a little bit of a different <laughs> story well now how, however mark stone we'll talk yeah, about deadline deals he gets traded from ottawa to vegas and they got the how funny was that? That was great. I love the way. Cheerleaders, they've got. I love the way the Knights capture and embrace the corny cheesiness of Vegas. They should. I think it's outstanding. It would have been be It would have been great to have a couple of fake Elvises there, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Do yourself a favor, folks, and if you can make it out there, go to a game and experience the whole day. It's a whole day event. Starts with the bars and the restaurants open aired outside. Yeah. The a lot outside, of fun. Uh, patio whatever they yeah. do they call that area yeah. there the terrace right. is incredible and then go in and watch a game and just embrace the cheesiness of vegas but think about that right mark stone gets off the plane and it looked like he flew private which was thank god he did because it's when mark you mark stone not only is he mark stone but he just signed uh well, eight-year extension to, for friggin' sixty million or to, something like to, that to, to be in Vegas. Yeah, to be in Vegas. So he better be throwing down some cash. Okay, we're. I'm gonna ask you. What? Hang on, I'm not done. Okay. My thought. You, I'm bad enough with ADD. Well, you pointed you at me. Jump I'm pointing to shut okay. up. <laughs> that was before I said anything. Put your fucking phone down. Oh, um, fudge. So Mark Stone gets off the plane, and yes, he has the cheerleaders, the drummers from the game with the light-up drums. <laughs> yeah. Their glasses are lighting up. <laughs> Like, imagine that shit show coming off a plane. At the, at the same time, the assistant GM, Kelly McCrimmon, is waiting there for him, who he knows from the Western Hockey League. And, he, you know, obviously he's kind of giggling as he's getting off the plane because, like you said, the cheesiness <laughs> of it all. But I'm sure he's giggling himself silly because he's like, I just signed eight more fucking years <laughs> in this place for about eight or nine million a year. Yeah. 
So do you think? Oh, here you go. Do you think Mr. Cherry liked that? <laughs> well, I don't know, right? Like that. This is where I draw the line. I'm like, I don't fucking know anymore. Like, obviously, he hates the so storm. You gotta surge. call him idiots now. <laughs> Big bunch of jerks. Did you jerks. see that, by the way, the other day? Yeah, yeah. For those of you who haven't seen it, the Carolina Hurricanes oh, won God. the other night, <laughs> and after they won, the whole place went black. Yeah. And their mascot <laughs> was at center ice doing the the big clap that they do there. Right. And then. <laughs> Out of nowhere, the lasers come on up top, and it has a bunch of jerks right across the ice, and all the players come skating out, throwing bunch of jerk T-shirts to the fans. <laughs> he did them such a favor. Thank you, Don Cherry. Thank you, Don Cherry. What's the largest contract uh, well, per year of a guy you played with? Because uh, they're getting up there. Yeah. Uh, I th- Well, guys, uh, I'd have to say, uh, God, I can't remember now. Like what? What was Eiserman get? What do you think? But that was really before the massive, the big boom. You know, thing. I think Eiserman was making like seven million. Really? But that I was guess lower. no. Was it that much? Oh yeah, it got up. Now? Yeah. Wow. And Nick Lidstrom to end his career, I think, was ten million a year. Yeah. Like, so, so when on a team you were on, it was at that, the time. At the time, yeah. That was wow. Um, I wouldn't have guessed that. I'd have guessed lower. No. Uh, like the thing is like. Well, Gretzky, you know, he was making what, like four or five when he came here. How funny! Now, now see, Gretzky's making four or five. Well, the whole thing is ridiculous now when you look at it. You have Brett Hall that was scoring, you know, seventy plus goals a year, and he was making three million. Now, guys yeah. make three million to score fifteen goals. <laughs> yeah, they do, I, don't they? You what, think? The men, do the math. Brett would have been making like thirty million dollars a year. Yeah. What's the min now? A minimum is seven fifty. Wow. It's a minimum. Minimum when I came in was one eighty five. Really? Is yeah. it seven fifty? It's seven fifty. Wow. Huh. So well, it's better. I thought it was less than that. No, it's good for the players. I mean yeah. it's, it's well, great. Well, there's definitely more T V money now. There's a lot more money all around. Yeah. You talk about even our show. Think about this for a second. Our podcast helps promote the NHL. So yeah, there you, go. you know, I mean, really, there's all sorts of promotion through social media, this, that, the other. In you know, Instagram's a big one to do selling swipe ups and pop ups and all this other shit they're making money left and right so the players are the ones who are sacrificing every night they should reap the benefits yeah do i think players in the past who are all-time greats and hall of famers probably should have made more money yeah i do but that argument will be made 10 years from now 15 years from now too let's say the same thing let's in every sport yeah. Oh, don't start baseball. I'm just saying, no, I mean, it's sad. Fucking baseball. Think about guys been making $100 million for fucking 20 years. My point, how, how sad <laughs> is that, though? A lot yeah. of great players. No, I know. Didn't make, you know, no matter what, and, and it's all relative, right? But, you know, I, it, it's interesting to hear you talk a little bit about that, too, because as, a, as an NHL player, you guys, and rightfully so, I would say, get a lot of uh, good pub for being down-to-earth guys. I mean, there's down-to-earth guys in every sport, but you guys are a little more, I guess for lack of a better description, blue-collar type guys, right? I'd say for the most part. So, is there as much, I hate to use this word, but is there as much complaining about the money in hockey from players as there are in other sports sometimes? No. No, there isn't. You know, I mean, the way it works is, well, from my knowledge, yes, you always want to make as much as you're comparable uh, would be, you know, the guy sitting across the table, if he's got 20 goals and you've got 20 goals, yeah, then... You could probably make the <laughs> argument that, yeah, guys, some guys would be ticked about that. But overall, 
most guys want other guys to make more money. And the reason being is if you get a bigger paycheck, when my time comes up, I get a bigger paycheck. If I get a bigger paycheck, then your time comes up. Like it keeps. Yeah, the bargaining power. You gain the Hopefully it keeps, way, yeah. you know, growing for yeah. everybody. Uh, and guys aren't, you know, some guys, not bitter, but they will point out like, holy fuck, this guy had 10 goals. He's making 2 million. You know, I had eight goals last year. I'm making 900,000. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. You know, you can't complain about what you don't have. Just go out and get more. What did McKechnie? What was his deal? I mean, seven fifty one yeah, way. Well, one way. Yeah, but one that's way. That's a that's a great chunk of change. How about him punching Subban? Well, let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> this is where I wanted to head with a couple of things here. I have the the Subban and a, Cromer and, didn't look at your list. Uh, better not. <laughs> well, no, I sent a picture of your Red Bull out, and Sarah said she can read your list. Uh, in the reflection, she can read your list from the. Oh my god! Because you did, you wrote so big. Did she see the one where I say screw you, Gary? Yeah, um, yeah, she's liking all of that. <laughs> but uh, PK Subban, okay, he, he, I have a big problem Uh-oh. with him. Yes. Uh oh. Nice. Um, what is it? I wish I could play against him because I would break my stick off in his fucking guts and just leave it there. Really? I like him as an individual. I think he's done a lot to grow the sport. I think he's a personality that you either love or you hate. But either way, when you look at him, he's a well-spoken guy. He's done a great job with his little side projects, the PK project, his little stand-up comedy night he did during the All-Star game. You know, all the power to him. He's done a great job, and he's done an amazing job of representing, um, you know, black people in the sport of hockey. Right. Nothing but respect. What I hate seeing is this bullshit of these fucking flying elbows that he does. And if you look at any of the highlights throughout this season, he does the same thing. He tries to disguise it as a shoulder hit, but it's really him throwing like an MMA, like Muay Thai elbow to the side of some guy's head. Riz just said Muay Thai. I did. Muay Thai. Let's kid. see if Kimby can say it. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, however, that's an illegal play. And it's a fucking headshot. And it's almost it's worse than punching a guy in the face because the elbow pad is harder. And it's not a pad anymore. No, it's it's a talked, piece of armor. Yeah, we've talked about the armor. So my problem with it is he's done it multiple times this year, and then he does it three times in a row to Mackenzie McEachern in the corner. Yeah. He hits him once, twice, then three elbow smashes to the side of his head. And no call. Right. I'm getting sick and tired of it because, like, it has to be dealt with. It goes further, too. <laughs> Not only is there no call, but then when McEachern is able to get a hold of him, the linesmen are right there. Yeah. See, what they got to do is the old trick, okay? And the Man, old trick. just let them go. No, no. The old trick is this, right? If if someone's getting under your skin, I wish Kimby was here because, fuck, he did it all yeah. the time. If somebody <laughs> was getting under no. your skin, you'd talk to your teammates and be like, hey, next time the goalie freezes it, you need to go in, stir up some shit. And then when you stir up the shit, I'm going to grab Fucko over there and pull him out of the yeah. pile because the refs are going to be preoccupied with your scrub. And so you'd go out there and you'd spray the goalie or spear the fucking goalie. Then shit would happen. You make sure you drug a guy out of there and the referees are involved. And then you'd see the corner of your eye, a guy like Kimby, just grab whoever he wants. And now there is no hiding. True. There's no place to go. Yeah, true. And now you've done your job. So all this shit happened back in the day. You would yeah. orchestrate things like this, especially if you had a linesman like Kevin Collins, who yeah. I love Kevin Collins, a great man. No helmet. 
great man, no helmet, nice little perm that he had going there. <laughs> but he would love to jump in early, right? So if you started a scrum, he would jump in quickly, and the other ref has to jump in to help him, and then the other guys could go do their dirty work over here on the other side. So he, do you think he jumped in early because he knew the dirty work needed to be done? Sometimes. Oh, these refs were great. Yeah, like back in the day, you could tell a guy, hey, listen, I'm yeah. sick of this shit going on over here, and then they'd either say, no, nah, can't let it happen, Be you know, this, that, the other. Yeah. Or, all right. And then the next time you got in there, like Ray Scampanella was great at this. <laughs> He'd go in there, him and the other guy would have it worked out, and they'd let the little chirper, chirp, 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 and then they'd look at each other and fuck it, let him go. And they'd back out. And now that chirp is like, holy <laughs> shit. You can see sometimes where guys are like reaching for the refs again. Like, no, no, don't leave. Right. You know, and the ref's like, I've had it. Let him go. Yeah. And then, you know, that, that nips it in the bud pretty quickly. Yeah, it happens a lot of levels. When I was ref in junior, I used to go in and say, drop him or you're going for 10. And sure as heck, the kid didn't want to go for 10, but he didn't want to fight either. And he'd reluctantly drop him. Yeah. You know, occasionally. Well, it, it works. I'm just saying that somebody has to step up here, and I'm not saying take a penalty because I know the games are so important, but, like, at some point here, like, P.K. Subban is, is a Is he a hider, you think? I don't know. I mean, you he's think? dropped the gloves before. Now he's dropped the gloves with Brad Marchand. Oh, for goodness I, sake. And, you know, March, he's a tough little guy, but it's not like, you know, I don't know. I just get sick of it. I think that, you know, somebody, like, even like Patty Maroon, and not that Pat wouldn't do it, but, you know, he should grab him. And shake the shit out of them a little bit because, you know, we're going to face these guys in the playoffs. It's inevitable, you know, knock on wood, it's inevitable at this point, in my opinion, that we play them. Yeah. Whether it's not the first round, I think it'll be the second round. But right now it's matching up to where it'll be a first-round matchup. I don't think McEachern's a pretender. I think he'd go. Oh, well. I don't think he's a pretender. You I know what I mean? I think he's stuck, though, in a tough spot because he's a young player who's just now getting yeah. in the lineup regularly, does he take that extra penalty? What if that penalty costs a goal? What if it costs a right. game? Holy shit. But I think it'd be nice if, you know, if, if Seven said, hey, it's, it, it's the right time. The problem is that is P.K. Subban, you know, he may not oblige. That's what I was asking. Is he, hi he going to hide? Is he a pretender? I, I think know? he's a um, – I don't think a pretender. I think he's a spot picker. Yeah, okay. You know? I like, see that. If – He's not going to do that stuff to seven. I would never do that to him. Yeah. Ever. In a million years. But he'll do it, try to do it to McEachern, or try to do it to Sunquist, or try See, to do it to... That's my thing. The guys like that, that pick and choose who they're going to be a tough guy with. That's my problem with guys like Subban. Other guys that do that kind of shit, that do... It to, like, I like the guys that, listen, this is how I play, and I play this way with everybody. I don't care who it is. That's my problem with Subban. He picks and chooses who he's going to I have way guy. more respect for Tom Wilson than I do. I do, PK, too. PK now, Tom Wilson. Or a P.K. Subanish player. Yeah. Because, yeah, but, I mean, if you're Tom Wilson, everybody's in I'm not. You don't have to, to be tough for me to like your No, I like agree. Play. No, but I think what Crom's is saying, you just have yeah. to be consistent right. in your play, right? Right. So, if you're going to hit a superstar, if you're going to hit a smaller player, you better hit the tougher guys. You better hit the bigger guys. That's what right. we said about Scott Stevens. Right. It wasn't like... I mean, you know, Eric Lindros was one of the biggest dudes in the league. Yeah. No, you know? Steve, he wasn't a spot picker, that's for sure. Hey, how about your boy Kimball? I tell you, he tweet, his tweets are fan. Like, when people start. He's much better written than spoken. Well, but the, 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 <laughs> the fun stuff that he gets to say, because, like, he's going back and forth with a fan here that was, like, watching some old stuff. And I guess it's a line brawl and uh, uh, with the Penguins and somebody had whacked Sackett, Kimball. I guess busted up Cunningworth pretty good, and this guy says the line brawl was a work of art. And at one point, you've got a hold of 
Rob Brown, do you remember what you were saying to him? He says, no, I don't. But I do know he was a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> he was, Rob Brown was probably nervous that Kimby was going to rip his hair plugs out. Remember oh. Rob Brown? <laughs> this is the same Rob Brown that was left-handed, right, and could really shoot it? Yeah. Was did, that him? Now, do you remember his hair? His, he had the long Paul Coffey. Oh, yeah. Well, here, here's the story behind his hair is he had hair plugs put in. No. Yeah. And, to have that long hair like that? But wait. Back in the day, like we're talking late 80s, early 90s here, when you when they did hair plugs, it was like doll hair, right? So they stuffed it in there, and it was like literally like big holes with like tufts of hair. It looked like carrot rows. And so Rob Brown had all that done, and then when you looked at him, you're like, holy fuck, that looks weird, right? So he would try at all cost never to lose his helmet ever because the carrot rows would come flying out. And then guys would just give it to him left and right. You know, he looked like a Chucky doll. It was uh, – Pretty damn funny stuff. So poor Rob Brown. Hopefully he's had uh, you know some better hair plugs. He should have came to St. Louis to Hans Wyman with Cam Jansen and got his hair done properly. <laughs> wow. The, yeah, well, Cam could have helped him. Cam does. I forgot about that. Cam. And all the power to Cam. And listen to me, I'm not against it. Like, shit, I'll, I might do it myself if they offer me a fucking commercial well, to do yeah, it. Cam, do, Cam and uh, John Hewlett, uh, KC yeah. Morning Guy, he, they both embraced their – Like, I, I don't – see the negative in it now when you're rob brown and you went to you know some auto mechanic to get your hairline put in um you know then i'd, I'd look at it a little differently and it looks like you know it's carrot season and you're pulling the vegetables out of the garden i and don't know what that's like with no well, you've got I, you a know. full mane full, of hair gorgeous full mane of hair freaking so, gorgeous all right listen staying on topic with the suspensions and the shit suspensions I and shit that it, could be a segment that is suspension we could sell shit. that we could Suspensions and shit brought to you, you by Buckingham Pest Control. Buckingham There's Pest an announcement. Control. There's an announcement. Oh, there is. Go. Tell them, Jim. Buckingham Pest Control. You guys all met Noel last week on the show. Big Blues fan. Uh, attends almost every game. Does a lot of fun stuff with Blues fans everywhere. Gives away tickets. Does contests to his Facebook page and stuff. Well, Noel was in here to check us out. He was checking you you guys out. Um, I don't think he'd like you to say it like that. Well, he probably. I, don't I know. know. He seemed like a good time. He's he a, probably well, doesn't. <laughs> You know Can you I mean? say he was checking you out and yeah. he's a good time? Yeah, all I, the same I think Noel's a good time. Like, I think... Oh, dude, so yeah, I know, but like, think about I wanna, the way like, you just said Like, that. Stripes. Like, I want to party with this guy. You yeah, know? Like, okay. I, I get that, that, that feeling <laughs> from old Noel there, but... Me too. Uh, it was, you know, we sat down afterwards, talked about some things. He loves the show. He's a huge Blues fan. He loves what you do. Loves Kim. He loves the whole thing. Doesn't like Gary so much, but... Even though that's the case, because he really that. thought Gary was on his phone too much. Well, but, that being said... Uh, our man sent a thing in while we're doing the show and said uh, he wants to be a part of the show. We had discussed some options for him, and it looks like we're going to do That's some awesome. fun stuff with Buckingham. So welcome to the show, Buckingham Pest Control. We love getting local people like that with good businesses, great reputations. That's what it's all about. Your neck of the woods, too. Yeah, it is Saint my Charles. neck of the woods. St. Charles. Pest so, control, baby. Yeah, pest control. Pest keep, control. I'll be your able to spray around the house and keep Gary away. Keep Gary oh, away. But, hey, listen, sakes. we'll officially announce. The one thing your wife doesn't do is keep me away. Yeah. Ooh, well, listen. Uh, what, take uh, her. Well, when, when, you need to, <laughs> when you need to stop Gary from coming over, you can call Buckingham Pest Control. Last week, I had a skunk in the back of his truck, for Christ's sake, outside. He named he it Gary, too. He, he named oh, it Gary. But, no, hey, we'll officially announce some stuff Pick we're going to do with target. them next week. Uh, but we do want to thank Noel and his and his wife for uh, jumping on board. We love having local people, like Jamie said, and 
uh, being in Jamie's neck of the woods, they might do some fun stuff together uh, out at the uh, the facility there, make some some little videos and send out some fun stuff that we'll do with those guys. But thanks for joining us, Noel. We look forward to promoting your brand for all of our listeners out there when we get those campaigns going. Support the local people that support the stuff that you guys are enjoying, and that's our good friend now, Noel Buckingham. Buckingham Pest Control. Talk to you guys about that next week. But um, Okay, back on point. Yeah, Pest of the Week then. Pest we'll of the call Week. It, okay? We're going to do a little. It's funny to call this guy a pest. Would it have been Sammy Blay last week? Uh, well, Sammy Blay could have been Pest McEachern? of the Week. Yeah. Sammy Blay. But I'm, I'm going to go to the biggest pest Uh-oh. to ever play Uh-oh. in the NHL. Uh-oh. Oh, wait a minute. Physically. Oh, my God. Zidano, what a great topic. Zdeno Chara. He's not a pest. He's a predator. Well, but here's the thing, right? <coughs> uh, we're just trying to cave. I know. But who theme. the hell wants to fight this guy? Well, it happened. I know. I saw it. And so he. Not a good choice. Him and Evander Kane are going at it several times through the game. Yeah. And several times in the one shift. And then the puck goes behind. Goes towards behind the net. Evander Kane reaches for the puck, and Chara lights him up with a hit. It is a hit to the head. It is. Uh, was he leaning in to poke the puck? Did he put himself in a compromised position? Yes. Is Zidane Chara seven feet tall on the ice and almost unavoidable for anybody to be hit in the head by him? Yes. However, still a hit to the head. Um, there was a fight that ensued, and there were more hits to the head yeah. at that point. Was, it, was that uh, a fight? It wasn't. You know what? Evander Kane's a tough guy. Yeah. He hung in there, but you know the brute strength and the size and the reach of Chara is just unmatchable for anybody, no matter how tough you are. And Z was pissed, too. He had an angry fucking look on his face. <laughs> you know? And so, the, you know, Chara wins the fight. Then there's no hearing. From the NHL about the hit to the head, and this is where it confuses. Interesting, me. you know, because you get Connor McDavid, star player, was a hit to the head. It was. Did he make contact? It's our okay. It was a hit to the head. We talked about it. I thought it should have been a one game, not two game. They have parameters. It has to be a two game. They can't give a one game. All this bullshit. And now, Chara, who is not known as a dirty player. He's a pretty honest guy, but when whatever whatever he hits, he destroys. <laughs> I don't break you. That's right. I don't you, break you, know? you. So, anyways, he doesn't get a hearing. Nothing. No suspension. And Evander Kane posts on Twitter a gif, a gif, a fucking whatever you call it, of three blind mice oh, yeah. <laughs> with the sticks yeah, going yeah. back and forth. What do you think, guys? Did you see? First of I all, saw, did you I, see the hit? I saw the highlight. I just watched Cromer, did you see the hit? Yeah. Like, in my opinion, it's clearly a hit to the head. Yeah. Mostly because Evander Kane's leaning forward, face first, into the hit. But he almost has to to make his hockey play. And quite honestly, the rules of it are that even if a player's in a compromised position, you're supposed to pull up. Sonny was leaning forward. Wilson got... Well, that okay. There you Sonny go. He was leaning forward. He was leaning forward in the, motion and all this the shit. Kid, uh, the, the kid, uh, the kid, McDavid, ninety-seven. The kid he hit was leaning forward. Well, and here's the thing on those. I understand the game's really fast. Compromising positions, or maybe you miss those. 
But when you do the review, and you and I think where Jamie might be going with this, I don't know where he's going sometimes, but <laughs> he's going with the inconsistency. Well, inconsistency. Oh, that was a big word, eh? Inconsistency during on. a fast. <laughs> inconsistencies. Inconsistencies in the fast pace of an NHL game. I, I I'm not saying I like them, but I can almost no, understand them. This is from the front. That's office. what I'm talking about. That's that, what he's well, the review. They have the that's read. what I'm saying. Yeah, How are you that process. inconsistent yeah. when you have time to sit down and analyze? Well, that's my problem. Is the referees on the ice missed the call? which that like you said i'm okay with it happens fast and so quickly and then all of a sudden two guys are fighting you really don't know what the fuck just happened but the league office has the benefit of every camera in the building and the spotters plus extra cameras that they have for league purposes only the spotters they have slow motion they have frame by frame i love zidane ochara who's a teammate of mine twice uh great guy twice. all around there's another one he uh, another one and I know he wouldn't have done it to purposely target the head, but he did. He nailed the fucking head on Evander Kane, and that's why Evander Kane got so mad and fought him, because ordinarily Evander Kane would not go after Zidane O'Chara. Sooner or later, right. though, you got to fight. Like, you, like, like I said, you know, it's funny. I, know, I always why, tell – But the point is, is not that. Why are they so inconsistent? That's what I think no, Jamie's I trying to no, get no, to. And it's frustrating uh, for fans to watch and understand, and I think it's even more frustrating – for the players, the coaches, and the front offices of these NHL teams when it comes to stuff like this. I mean, let's face it. Evander Kane's obviously frustrated with the fact that there's nothing. Yeah. Because if Evander Kane hit somebody in the head like that, he'd be suspended. Well, that's the thing. But then you'd spin well, why? it. But spin that's it really my point, quick. Though. Spin it really quick. The biggest guy on the ice ever to play. If you've ever had a reason to penalize somebody for being a little bit mean, it's that guy. I mean, if you're going to suspend Connor McDavid, who's arguably top three players in the game in the world today, then how do you not lean over and say, hey, by the way, Char, that's going to be two games because you did fucking hit him in the head. Right, and here's the here's here, they didn't even find. No, him. here are the uh, here are the other instances in which a similar hit took place, and here are the suspensions, and you can justify the two. That's right. You what you can't justify is nothing. You cannot wrap your head around any reason for zero well, like here, honestly wait a minute, here's the problem I know. here like listen. i'm looking at an nhl guy right here who's still heavily involved with nhl and he's look jamie's got no answer for us well and, and here's the well here's the here's the issue as i see it who's gonna complain and it matter because because the problem is the nhl pa is not gonna complain they need to but they're not gonna well, they should. Because it makes it look like I'll they're almost you. coming out against one of their own. No, 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 no. That's, That's the problem, right? In protecting if, their own, they're, they're sewering their own. True, Co but correct. if you're going to. But right as it stands today, 97 was suspended. So the NHLPA now, I think, can say, okay, if you're suspending that and you're talking about 97, then. Z's got to get something. Yeah, and Zidane O'Chara's going to go, whoa, 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 whoa. What, are no, you, what are you doing here? No, and then all the Boston no. Bruins teammates you, are going to go, whoa, 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 whoa. No, you you, no I think that he would be like, yeah. I don't think so at all. Oh, I think I think Chara says. I disagree. Right. I think, think Chara woke up the next morning almost really checking his phone. Yeah. And uh, holy shit, they never called. I'm not I saying nothing. that, but I am I saying I guarantee that. he walked in with his coffee into the room that day for skate or practice or whatever and went, can you believe I didn't get anything? Oh, I believe that. Up in 100%. I just, no. Here's my issue with Nobody it, gives he anything. He feels yeah. like he got away with something. If Evander sure. Kane, okay, because the McDavid hit, I believe the guy went down and 
either was hurt or acted hurt or something like that. If Evander Kane stays down on that play, doesn't get up and go fight him, are we, and this is where I have a big issue, is then are we looking at a suspension? Then does the league say, holy shit, he got hurt on the play? Well, now we're Of course. Have, but that's the problem, right? Because Evander Kane may have been hurt. He may be hurt right now. We yeah, don't know. That's right. Right? But because he jumped up and went and fought Chara based on adrenaline and whatever, doesn't mean he didn't suffer some kind of a concussion or a head I mean, injury. I mean, and that's the only angle that I know, the but NHL then that's why has, like, right? you can't say, oh, well, he got hurt, so there's a suspension. He didn't get hurt, so he's not suspended. You don't know what the well, long-term effects are. True, but you kind of said, well, you didn't kind of say. You said, given the given the circumstances of whether Evander Kane has to choose whether to fight Chara or not, in another scenario where he didn't get hit in the head, he's not going to do that. He was not going to fight Char, right? That's right. So he did something out of his out of ordinary behavior. Why did he do that out of ordinary behavior? His bell was rung and he wasn't thinking clearly. That's right. Because if he's thinking clearly, I'm betting he doesn't go grab Z. No, probably not. Okay, I mean, so there you go, NHL. Like wrap your head yeah. around that one. So I'm just puzzled by it. I mean, I I know we don't have an answer in here and. Well, it's fuck, they don't have fixed. answers anywhere for that matter. It's got to be fixed. But that has to be addressed because what's going to happen here is, even though you have clean players, as we're mentioning here with McDavid and Chara, who, although he destroys guys out there, he's never been a cheap chicken shit you know, guy in the league. He's always been a pretty honest player, and he's prided himself on that. But you have two extremes, superstar and the largest human being to ever play NHL hockey, and they're both hits to the head, and your superstar got suspended, and your, uh, you know, Goliath didn't get anything, except he got to beat Evander Kane's ass after. Yeah, and in a situation where Evander would have never done that. That's right. So, I don't know, a little perplexing, but I guess we'll the, we'll move on. We'll we'll consider it case uh, still open for investigation. Case yeah. never closed. But yeah. uh, case never closed. Never, never closes. Not yet, anyway. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I, they need to be more consistent. That's all there is to it. Well, so, but they've always. If you're in Edmonton, you're saying, "Why the freak did our guy get two and this guy doesn't?" Uh, there's lots of. I'm sure every team has. There's all kinds of stuff. To say but it's just that. frustrating to see that because, um, in a league where they're priding themselves on protecting the players, they have to develop something that's consistent. The gray area has to start shrinking. Instead, I find it growing and that's the wrong way to go all i know is i certainly hope we don't lose to carolina friday well that's yeah that's the next uh, order of business bullshit. is we're headed down to nascar land um and hot rodder street car nationals 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 <laughs> you imagine kim be down at nascar race oh he'd get his boots going and oh my lord right he'd have luke and uh luke and bach texas blaring oh on. my god he would listen to he some loves that and song. stuff i was in a bar and he played it seven consecutive times and nobody <laughs> told him to stop well, well i was gonna say i did but it was like this hey stop <laughs> <laughs> and he said no I one more song. time <laughs> i'd have been there going one more time <laughs> oh i bet you would started <laughs> just you, egging him just on just stirring up shit always not you Reverend. always I tell you yeah, what, I can get a guy in a fight in church. They're gonna win that game. <laughs> we better. They're gonna. They're, now, they're gonna win that game. That what an evenly matched game on paper. What? How long is this what, now? I, have you seen this? No. Exact same records. Really? Yes. I did not know that. I mean, it's 
32 or 34, 23, and 6. Do we have any update on the uh, the lineups here? Like, no, because you won't let me get on my phone. Well, you should Gary's be banned. Been shut down. I've been banned. Well, you won't um, get those till tomorrow, babe. No. Uh, well, well, optional skate today. All the boys are out. Or the, the, the hurt ten, boys are out there. Ten skaters on the ice. Well, I know for a fact Shannon Perron have been on the ice um, and staying in shape. So Breaking news. They should uh, pro- probably be ready uh, when they're called upon to come back. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. And I think that's the bigger conversation than the game itself. We all know it's a big game. We know they're evenly matched. We know we don't want to see the storm surge after the game, which I'm just waiting for a team to say, fuck this, and stay out there. <coughs> the opposition. Line Back brawl. in the day, they would have. No, no but just line stay brawl. out there. Just stand in the middle of the ice and see what they do around you. <laughs> I mean, look, they're not being forced to leave the ice. I'd be like, why are we forced to leave the ice? I'm standing here. Come on. <laughs> D- listen, brawl. Ju- I would do Kimmy it. wouldn't have left the ice. I would do it just because mm-hmm. at this point. When was it? Wasn't it Montreal Boston or something that were, they hid on the bench? One of the teams hid on the bench and warm ups. Waiting for and it started the whole. Remember the whole Montreal. Well, Montreal Philadelphia had a big brawl in the playoffs because Claude Lemieux used to skate around and shoot a puck into the other team's Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. But like back in the day, there was one where the they hid on the bench, and then whatever happened that wasn't you know kosher to Montreal's home ice or whatever, then they all came running out. It was great. Well, there was no referees either back then. There was. Nothing. No, they had to turn the lights off. Yeah. No, that was the fucking Canadian game. No, I know that one. The punch up in Piastani. Yeah, I know that one. But punch yeah, Piastani. The Hunter brothers were fighting in one of them. Uh, Gary awesome. is having fucking I'm having Claude Lemieux. You said Claude Lemieux he, out loud. He what, he a did, sh- what a fucking Gary just combined like won't let six me, different happenings in any history. You won't. One. You won't let me get on my phone. <laughs> how am I not gonna let you? Hey. Your hands are going into withdrawal right now because they're not holding the phone. Look my, at him shake. My carpal tunnel. Oh, my God. So, you anyways, Claude Lemieux, to me. Speaking of shit disturbers. Top, wow. He is a shit. At some point, you've got to get off the ice, though. Yeah, you can't of just stand control. out there. But why not? Uh, because. Why? Well, you, you lost. Get the hell off the ice. I, I, maybe I just want to stay out there. Maybe right. I want to see what they're doing for a storm surge. Well, then stay over on the, off to the side or get involved what in the limbo. What do you think the league would do? Huh? What do you what think? Do you the, think? Uh, nothing. Because uh, your argument is they're still out here. They're <laughs> They're not doing anything. And what would the referees do, you think? I think one of them would come stand by you. And I'd be like, I'm not leaving. And they'd be okay. Well, right. you're, then you're going to have to watch this. And I'm going to slash him in the face if he claps in you front of me. You can't slash people in the face, Marty McSorley. <laughs> well, not that. if Kenny Malkin got away with it there. Whoa. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Kind of did. I hate. I hated to see that. I know. I like seventy one. I hated to see that. So, anyways, look, I, let's get past the storm surge and all that shit. Let's talk more about what I feel is going to be the biggest conversation piece: is who's in, who's out. And let's play pretend here. Let's play pretend that Braden Shan and David Perron are both healthy, and are both coming back into the lineup. Where are we headed with this now? Can I say one thing before we do this? No. No. Seriously, um, why so- did you put him in? <laughs> yeah. Even if they're right, give them an extra day. Can you or believe two. this shit that we're hearing? I'm serious. I would okay, put them well, in. You got to put them in at some point. Yeah, but I would just. I always love this about this bullshit. Give them an extra day or two. Your lineup just went Who out. Says and maybe that. Maybe the that extra day or two was okay. Nashville. 
I, I okay. What if I just said case, is what it, who says they haven't given an extra day or two? Maybe they maybe they've given okay. an extra four. Whatever. Okay, they gotta go in. I'm gonna tell you right now. Ribs, I wouldn't change yeah. the lineup. Rib, that we just uh, ran yeah, out they, there yeah but they've changed the lineup. Here's the thing. No, Steen doesn't play. No, but hang on. A I'm making the lineup. Steen doesn't. Okay, play. we'll get back to the lineup. Right. I'm gonna address his comment. His comment is I'm not changing the lineup. If you look at this run by the Blues, okay, they've had the one loss and whatnot. If you look at the overall run they've had, they have put guys in and out of the lineup all the way through that. Okay. Guys have come out. Guys have gone in. Perron came out. Shen is out. Fabry went in. Fabry's out. Steen was out. Steen's back in. Uh, Sammy Blay is gone. Sammy Blay is back. It hasn't affected them. So why would you assume that adding two of your best players would affect your team? Two guys that, by the way, one is still riding a 13-game scoring streak, David Perron, and Braden Shen a part of the best line in hockey for an 11-game period. Why would you not I, put that back I, in the line? I just, I don't know. I mean, I I just, I wouldn't. I just, Do you think you can go forever with gutty performances against Nashville? Like, you can't super, go forever with that. He's superstitious. Yeah, but he, what I'm saying is you can't be superstitious because we've put guys in and out oh, throughout the whole I know, time. I know, I'm talking about after a win. You know, it's kind of like the thing about the goalie. Well, right? Jake is going to play in Carolina. Is he? Like, I would. He's been good on the road. You've got to you got to make sure you're not over utilizing Bennington. You've got four back to backs coming up. You've got to mm. make sure Jake's getting some time. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. I'll take that. So I'll take. That. I could be so, wrong. I mean, I'm just this I don't is just my opinion. You. Yeah, I know what your opinion. But I guess but I my whole point is that we're you're, continuing you're, to work guys in and out and in and out and in and out and messing with the lineup, and it hasn't yet. Your opinion, your affected opinion carries more weight than most. <laughs> well, no, but I'm just shooting the shit. All right, here, but, yeah, you know. I know. Okay, so I, I'm not playing Steam. Why? Like, you can't just say that. Like, give me some education behind it. Well, because... <laughs> hold on. I am going to give you education it's behind like, it. I'm going to give you education for ex for exactly what we were talking about, about the young guys and having to give them experience in meaningful hockey. Um, you said that veterans don't really need that. However, I don't, you know, I don't consider Steen like like Butler, but I Alexander Steen's going to be able to jump right back in the lineup and not hurry yet, <clears throat> and be up to up to par with everything. So that's why I sit well, him. He did after of, the birth of his baby. I know that's why I sit him, um, and give him the extra day, like Cromer said, um, because he was sick. And if he, you know, if he had what everyone else around here has, yeah. he was seriously sick. So give him an extra day of fluids or whatever. But, and and he, again, he's a vet who is able to handle those kind of situations. I know he's got the A on his chest, but there's a lot of energy with McEachern and Blay and those guys. And you, at, you brought it up. You gotta you gotta win Friday because you don't want to see the BS after the game. You don't want to, You want to ruin that, and so you're coming off a big win with Nashville, and you tell the tell the young guys, "Hey, go like go like a bat out of hell again tonight." So that's why I don't. Put okay, Steve. so that's one. Yeah, I off. I I don't know the other one to tell you the truth because it's a very hard decision. Like, you're not gonna sit Sonny. You're not gonna sit Barbashev. You're not gonna sit man. I don't you I don't know where you find it, but Well you've always got your your easy scratch of late, which is Fabry. Well, right. Okay. Then However, that, that I would do be, think he's been playing much better. It's true, but I mean it's gonna make sense. And you've got Sanford. 
It's in, where is he at? Well, it's him or San. It's a, it's fifteen or or Sanford. That's, you know, I guess that's why. But I'm definitely I'm not sitting. I'm sitting one of them. I'm not sitting both of them. And I'm sitting Steen on the other one. I'm just going to say, hey, you know, you probably lost 12 pounds in the last two days, puking all over the place. So let's just shit in his pants, maybe like Panarin was. That's what one they said. The said. I'll tell you what. That's I what, love that guy. I don't care if people don't like him. <laughs> that's what they <laughs> You know, like you, you're around guy. him. Oh, I've been around it. He was sick. It's, yeah, yeah. I've seen guys sitting on the sick? toilet, shitting in the toilet and puking in a trash can. So I, anyways, so. Moving on to you, Cromer. You have Braden Shen and David Perron. Where are you going with this? Well, like I said, I mean, I, I don't know. Don't give me an the extra day's story. rest. If you're, if I got to put him in, you have a gun to your head. You have to do something. Man, I'd always play Shen. Always, if he's available, I guess because if I have to pick, because that just makes that top line what it is. Your top line, and no disrespect to Jaden Schwartz, I think he's. He's got to shoot. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he, you know, I, I, right struggling. now he's like that wash machine. He's trying real hard, but God, you got to get the stain out sooner or later. So, <laughs> make okay. one too many moves um, all well, the time. I, shoot the yeah. freaking puck. Jay. But I, I will say, so that's the hard one for me. I'll agree with you on stain. And I, listen, I've been hard on stain in the past, and this isn't like a fuck you stain thing. This is just, I'm. I, you said something at the, earlier that I was thinking while that game was going on the other night. I don't know how you take Sammy Blay, McEachern. Well, you're not going to take Barbashev and and Sunquist. And I can't believe I say that. I don't know how you take one of them guys out of the line and put Steen back in because that's who he goes in for. Is one of those guys? Well, I think Sammy Blay because one healthy, of those guys is already coming out for Shen. I think if Sammy Blay's healthy, uh, he'll probably be sent back down to yep. San Antonio. Per just basing upon what the trend has been with that. So if we put, as I sit here doodling on my page, if we put guys back in the lineup, we put Shen back with O'Reilly and Tarasenko, it'd be your first line. You put Perron in on right wing with Bozak and Schwartz. It'd be your second line. Yep. Your third line has Sonny at center, and I've got blank blank on the wings. And my fourth line right now, um, I've got 49 at center and 62 on left wing. So we have three spots left in the lineup. <laughs> that we have to find a spot for Sanford, Maroon, Steen, Fabry, and maybe Blay with an asterisk if they keep him around. I would play. Uh, you know who the last guy on that list would be for me is Sanford. I don't disagree. I That's, think he's an easy one to pull out right now just because he's vanilla. Seven I, and nine he's, are in my lineup. If you ever saw. What did you just say? Seven and nine are in my lineup. Okay. <laughs> if you ever saw 16 candles and you were. In that time frame, the word was void. void. That's what Sanford is for me. He's, he's not a bad player. He's big. He's got speed. He's got all these things. Unfortunately, he's just a little bit vanilla when it comes to right. so giving one in thing in particular. That he's you would at. have to believe that. I didn't even know Sanford's playing. By deduction, <laughs> I I don't. I, let's just be realistic here. Although he hasn't done much to get okay. my attention. Let's be. Let's, and you're not letting Chrome's finish. Let's right. be realistic here. <laughs> Twenty and seven are going on the third line. There you go. Okay, so they you're are. Being realistic. We know they are. I like you being. I like Cro I, the new Cromer is being realistic. It's the haircut. So now you've got to decide between. So Sammy Blay and Sammy Blay and Fabry for the fourth line well, spot. Well, if we've already decided Sanford's not going in there, so you got Fabry and Sammy Blay. That's what they're yeah. probably sending Blay to the minors. I know because they'll God, scratch Sanford, and they'll bring put Fabry on the fourth line. So if we were predicting, and we'll see if we're right, 
and I know you don't agree because you didn't want Steen in the lineup. But well, if Steen's not ready, that makes it a little easier well, because then that makes it a whole lot easier. Twenties out, based and on what Fabry I know, and and Blair in. Based on in my I, opinion, based on what I know, uh-oh. uh Steen is going to be okay. Okay, well there you go. Um, he's back around the guys today. He's on the ice with the guys. If he wasn't okay, they wouldn't let him around the locker room. That's a fact because they'd be like, beat it. Yeah. You're like Contagious. outbreak. Beat it. You know? I like I like I You're like the host monkey. I like I like Fabry, but there's no way Blaze coming out of that lineup in my opinion. But I get it. This one um, is. We'll see. Now the 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 you now the the caveat here is that they can keep an extra guy and but they're still gonna have to healthy scratch him. You know, they don't have to send Blade to the minors. If you bring a guy up on an emergency yeah, then he has to go back. Down. He's got to go back if that guy is healthy. Yeah, because so you're only allowed. Uh, here's how long something can he the, stay? He can stay until the guy that he's replaced. So Steen com- comes back, then he's, he's automatically got to go back gotta to the minors, go. unless another player gets hurt, or then he can remain on emergency recall for that player. So nine does have to go back. He does. Okay. And now here's an interesting fact that some people then now don't know: is you're only allowed a certain amount of official call-ups. Four, I believe. Yeah. Uh, after the deadline. So in order to make sure that you stay in a safe zone, this is why I always say I'd rather bring guys up and keep them and have the extra guys on reserve on healthy scratch up top than to try and mess around with this call-up and emergency call-up stuff. Anyways, that's all very detailed crap. Who'd you put in? Say it again. Okay, so here's my lineup. I'll give you mine. He did his. My lap matches his. Oh, drink, 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 yep. drink. Take a drink. Well, um, my lineup was messed up from the beginning. Why? I had nine in there, and he's got to go. Well, that's Gary. That's called knowing the game. We're right. That's why I <laughs> wish you'd go first. And then <laughs> no, I, I don't want to go first. Why don't you go? Piggyback you know. off you. <laughs> no, if it, I, I forgot. Went, I, I went before him. I understand that. Now he was looking over at my paper, but he went before me. Your paper. <laughs> Freaking you and your so here, here's my lineup, and we'll see if I'm right. If everybody's healthy and all the stars are lined up properly, we've got Shen, O'Reilly, Tarasenko, Bozak, Perron, Schwartz, Sunquist, Maroon, Steen, McEachern, Barbashev, and Fabio Fabry. Really? That would be my lineup. You've got Fabs in there, huh? I do. I like what he's been doing. He's had some energy. The guys love him in the locker room. He's a really good guy. Uh, it brings good energy, and how are you going to make it through the playoffs without going deep into your roster? Yeah. And therefore, you have to start kickstarting some of these guys. And I think he's a guy that, if he continues to develop like this year, come back, we'll call it, then by playoff time he could be very useful. He had some very influential shifts the other night. He, he could really play did. up in the lineup, he right? Had, like I don't had, see Mackenzie McEachern able to play up on a power play or top six. I do see Robbie Fabry at full, you know, back yeah. to Robbie Fabry, able to play on a power play. I see him able to play in a top six short term. Fifteen had three I know of a quality, like influential shifts. When I say influential, I mean he dictated the play. Yeah. So he was in control you know, of what was happening. It, it's something I'm, I'm going to – Finish it off with this. You said something a minute or two, well, maybe five minutes ago, that always means a lot to me for every hockey player, much less a fourth liner. When we talked about taking Sanford out of the lineup, and as Jamie described him, vanilla, I called him void. I thought your statement, the complete opposite of what you said, is why, in my opinion, McEachern 
is not coming out of the lineup, and neither would Sammy Blay, and obviously Barbie's not. And that is because I never, ever don't know if those guys are playing. They are in, so heavily involved <coughs> every shift they're out there. Yeah, you can't miss them. You know what I'm saying? So that isn't that isn't even a major disrespect to the other guys we're talking about here. I think at times Fabry's going out. I mean, Fabry's another guy that's playing for his life when he's out there sometimes too. But I'm just telling you, as you said, Sometimes you don't notice them. I, I feel that way a little bit about Sanford. Okay? There's no way, no way those guys are coming out for me. But if the knowing that Blaze got yeah, it out. Know. I didn't know that when I yeah. when Jamie asked me at first. But well, hey, unfortunately, so, he does have to go. Okay, so hang on. I just One piece I forgot out of all this, and we'll do it quickly because I know Brian's in here, and he's mad at us, and he's waving his fist at us and calling us names. But anyways, we that love you, Brian. Finger. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> um, anyways. We have a new defenseman to talk about. When does he get put in? Oh. Delzato. Like, you can't just leave him on the shelf. You have to get him. The number one thing when you get a guy like this in a trade is you got to get him within the group quickly. So who does he go in for? Ugh. Right? Right or left Does their D have been incredible lately? Is he right or left? He's a left-hand shot. Uh, I don't know. So you've got to take Dunn. Well, you don't have to take a lefty out. Dunn's playing well. No, Dunn's playing well. Edmondson, he's a unique player yep. for big, this team. And 19's been playing great. So do you look at 19 and say, hey, you're older than anybody else we have back here. We need to get this guy a game. No. Uh, and even though he's playing really well, I don't do I, it. I'm not taking 19 I'm not, because out. Of the, I'm not taking him out. If taken, I don't do it. The, the logical guy to take out, depending on the team you play against, is 41. But I think he's <laughs> probably played as well as he's played i think right now well when you limit when you outshoot nashville two to one essentially in a hockey game <laughs> and you limit them to 20 some shots right. and a shutout and you've done the same here it's been very it's been trending almost the whole time defensively you have a hard time tweaking that lineup now chris butler did have to go in for a game right you know so <laughs> you maybe wait for one of the back-to-backs do you wait for a home game so you can Make sure you can match him up properly. Oh yeah, that's so. what I was Although sometimes ask. on the road it's better. Guy gets to go out there. If he makes a couple mistakes, it's not as. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's a vet. He's a vet. He's not a young kid that you put him on the road and you. No, I know. I uh, I don't see him going in against Carolina. Uh, I do see potentially him going in for the next home game, which is who I know this, but I this isn't a disrespect. Who do they play after Carolina? I think you. I think he plays Boston. Boston. No, not Boston. Who the hell do they play? I don't know, but I'll. Well, Gary, I'm at, you always you, have your phone. Uh, this is sudden, why the. This is where the collapse is. All right, hold on. So, um, stars. Oh, there you go. go home, play stars. Well, they don't have Zuccarello. Hey, I play him against the team that isn't. Uh, I pick a. I pick a spot for him that's not a very. Not a super physical team or a heavy team. Delzato's not a real physical guy. Well, that's your back-to-back right there. Well, it is a back-to-back, but you do want to integrate this guy sooner than later for his first game. Well, well I know, but I'm going to take the lesser you know of the evils and, in front and of him. But you just said he's a veteran guy. It doesn't matter. And some of he's these guys. He's a freaking physical guy, hey, And man. some he's of these situations. Know that. Jeez. <laughs> some of these situations take phone. care of themselves. Something could happen. I don't, don't say that because no, then I don't wow. like that. I'm not talking about like the sick. Don't I mean, put that, that evil on us, Ricky Bobby. Oh, fucking right. Ricky Bobby over here. Do you Just like the Ricky baby Jesus? Ricky Bobby does. Hey? Has anybody, honestly, has anybody ever thought about that part of the movie? Yes. Like when you think of Jesus, 
if you believe in Jesus and all this stuff, because we're not going to get politics and religion do not exist on this show. However, if you think of Jesus, do you think of him as an adult or a, ba- a kid? Well, I did until that movie. Now, now I'm baby Jesus all the way. Ricky Bobby, yeah. what do you think? What I, do you think, Ricky I, Bobby? I go either way. <laughs> well, we know you Jesus. go either way. We know that. You know, I mean, it's I, quite Jesus. evident. He was little, and then he was big. I, I don't know. <laughs> that sounds wrong. That sounds wrong well, all listen. around. I always picture him as the full beard guy. Well, you know? yeah. Yeah? Um, yeah, I always do. The baby with the beard? Well, like in, no, uh, no, 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 no. Like 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 no, no, no. He's got no, the no. hockey flow hair going like on with the beard. Brodeur's kids in that commercial. Oh, my God. That's creepy. That is creepy. Um. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's back to backs. There's going to be something going down. I'd like to. Uh, I, I. How many games are left? Holy shit, Henson! See, well, that's, that's for money. Talk about ADD, huh? Yeah, this guy's out of control. You don't let me hey. look at my freaking phone. Um. Well, oh, hey, listen. God. Great show, Ribs. Thanks, man. You always do a great job, Hindu. Thanks for coming in, babe. We appreciate you. We miss Kimby. For we those do miss who Kimby. Keep tweeting and all that stuff. We Keep it absolutely coming. miss Kimby. Keep it coming. He's in a tough spot. Shows Obviously, him love. Show him love. Work. Show him love. Uh, but by no means have we kicked him off the show or held him back. We love him. I wish he was here every fucking time. So for sure, for just sure. so everybody knows that. Well, um, you know our good friend Dennis Minner with his live from Minner Arena segment. That's brought to you by our friends at Adam Smokehouse. Don't forget we have the contest going on right now. We're starting to get some more uh, people sending me stuff. By the way, Dennis Minner to yep. cut you off, which yep. I just did. That's okay. Is I, I laugh is Dennis Minner might have. If you go back and do the history, he might have the most Twitter fights of anybody he, I've he's seen. He's a fighter. Hey, he's right up there with Hindu. Hindu's gotten into it and, with him. Yeah. <sighs> I have far less Twitter fights than Dennis. Well, Mason. that's because you're a protected account, and you can only get certain he people. He is protected. I am Gee, protected. That's like a chicken. Well, he's shit a man move. of stature. I have to. It's a chicken shit. Man move. of stature. Man of Come stature. On. But <laughs> well, he I had. Hey, he had uh, a, a a fan that everybody knows on social media. I think is a part of this one. So let's hear what he has for us with his live from an arena segment. Take it away, Dennis. Hey, thanks, guys. This is Dennis Minner coming at you live from Minner Arena, and we are at Enterprise Center tonight. Uh, we are here during the Predators and Blues game, and uh, let's, let me say real quick, I hate Subban, and uh, the person that's sitting here with me that we're going to be introducing here in one second, I think he hates Subban just as much or more than me, but hey, want to let you know we are brought to you by the one and only Adam Smokehouse. Uh, go to Adam Smokehouse tomorrow after a Blues, Cardinal, or, or Billikens game and get 10% off of anything uh, on their menu. So, hey, I'm going to start up real quick. Uh, we have a, uh, I mean, uh, just the presence that I feel right now, I'm just, you know, I'm overwhelmed because all the women want to be with this Twitter handle. I mean, all the women. Uh, and then all the guys, we want to be him. I am here with the one and only Mr. Blues. Pat, how are you doing, sir? Wow, couldn't you have gotten, you know, a little bigger of an introduction? I feel a little bit slighted. <laughs> I, I, I was afraid of that, um, you know, but when I when I go back and do my edits, maybe I can do a little bit better on maybe, that. Maybe so. some reverberation in the background, <laughs> uh, like a symphony playing would be good, something like that. I, I'm thinking maybe some girls screaming. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah, play so. like one of the Beatles' uh, appearances. <laughs> That'd be awesome, yeah. So, hey, so we got a few minutes, so I want to ask real quick, since this is a hot topic right now, what in the world do you think about the uh, – how did the trade deadline, how did that leave you feeling uh, yesterday? Uh, I'm, I'm in probably a very small minority, according to Twitter, but uh, I was really kind of hoping we'd be sellers a little bit uh, and, and not, like, gut the team sellers, but 
Uh, you know, there are a couple of assets we could have moved, maybe got some picks to set us up more for next year. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure this is going to be the year that, that you know, uh, we'll, we'll win the cup. I mean, stranger things have happened. But, uh, you know, you, you kind of have to prognosticate a little bit, and I just don't see this team going all the way. Uh, you know, why not get something for your assets and, and go for next year? But, you know, that being said, maybe uh, Armstrong explored a little bit. Uh, maybe the returns weren't that good. And if that's the case, I'm, I'm fine with standing pat. Yeah. No, I, I, I think I'm right there with you. I was listening to the fast lane today, and they were saying literally the exact same thing about – how, you know, even with this team gelling together, uh, it's going to be a team that's going to get into the playoffs, but to seeing them going all the way to the Cup, just not, you know, not real likely this year. Right. It would it would take some kind of, uh, you know, hot goaltender run, uh, an injury on a part of another team, something like that, I, I think. You know, again, anything is possible, but when, when you sit and look at likelihoods, uh, this, this is probably not the best year that, that we've ever seen. So... So without giving away your age, because you kind of have a, a this secret persona and identity, uh, he's he's really only 35 years old. But hey, what is your what, what's your favorite memory as a Blues fan? Gosh, you know I've been a fan so long. I mean, there's there's so many, but you know I, I think I'm going to pull the most recent, and it's going to be that Brower goal in a, oh. in a game seven in Chicago. I mean, you know the place was just insane yeah. after that goal. Um, you know. Very, very few feelings like that, you know, be, beating uh, Chicago after, you know, many, many years of not being able yeah. to. A game seven, you know, right, right in the third period, uh, close, close to time. Uh, just, a, just a great experience. Yeah. So, and let's talk about what's going on tonight. I mean, here we are playing the Predators uh, for the what fourth time this season. Uh, we're coming off of just beating them back to back over the, you know, a couple weekends ago. Uh, what is it that, that makes such a special hatred towards the Predators and their fans? As in comparison to, let's say, the, the, uh, you know, the, the, the issues we have going with Blackhawks. I, I think you said it right at the end there. It's the fans. Uh, geez, in just a short amount of time and, and really, you know, only one deep playoff run to show. And they're already practically as insufferable yeah. as, as Blackhawk yeah, fans. Yeah. It's uh, it's 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 an am- amazing. And have you ever been to the arena, their arena? Um, wow, it's it's just like scripted hillbilly heaven. Yeah. <laughs> and and I've loved some of the stuff they've done tonight. I got to give the uh, the graphics guys some credit throwing some of the hillbilly stuff up oh. on uh, on Ava tonight. Yeah, that that dancing uh, hillbilly <laughs> falling down and them playing uh, that Chumba Woman song. Yeah. Yeah, that that was that was yeah. pretty good. I, and I'm I'm critical a lot of times but i'll give him props on that one so hey so I, i'm sitting here and we start talking and i act like everyone that listens uh you know knows who you are and, and knows about twitter and you know may, i i don't know that all of our listeners are on twitter but uh your twitter handle is at mr blues hat I, I think it is the largest uh follower wise uh twitter account for the blues you know fandom out there um, so I, I have one really good question here. And for those of you that don't know, you, you've got to go look up Mr. Blue's hat. Um, uh, keep your children away when you're looking at it. And, uh, you know, someone that's easily offended. Well, apparently your girlfriends, too. <laughs> yeah, and your girlfriends. Um, 
let, let me ask this in, in the most polite way I can. Where in your twisted mind do you come up with some of the poems, songs, and graphics that you do? Uh, <laughs> you know, they just come to me. I mean, it, it's it's just that simple. It's it's uh, oh. a, like you said. I'm I'm kind of a outside the box thinker. Uh, I've always been rather sarcastic and uh, try and try and do things with humor and. It's it, it just, it really, it's one of those that comes to you. If I, if I had to sit and necessarily plan for something, uh, you know, sometimes those things don't you happen. If like, you especially have a deadline for something, and it's like you try and force an idea, and that, that's usually when they're not very good. So, so, so I want to ask this because, like I said, you've got a, a massive Twitter following, um, and, and kind of like me, I don't follow a whole lot of people, but. If, if you had to pick one person other than myself, because, I, I mean, everyone knows how much you love and admire my Twitter handle, right? Right. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, that's good. That, that's good. I, don't, <laughs> I, I would really like to expound on that a little bit. You have some good tweets between pimping for your arena. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll take that. I'm going to take that as love, all right? So what is one Twitter account out there that you really, really enjoy following? Uh, probably Art Lippo. Yeah. Yeah, he's um he's a little dark like me. Uh so so I kind of enjoy that. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So there's another plug for uh for Mr. Lippo out there. And uh and, and we'll end on this. Um in real life, are you Mr. Blues Hat? Um I think Mr. Blues Hat is probably an amplification of my personality. Uh again, I I am a little bit uh sarcastic a little bit pessimistic by nature but uh, i'd probably play up a little bit that on the on the account awesome well hey well thanks a ton for uh spending a few minutes with us and uh we're gonna hop back in here and hopefully watch the uh, blues annihilate the predators again go check out mr blues hat on twitter uh go check me out uh at minner arena and again we're brought to you by the one and only adam smokehouse Make sure and go check out their ribs and uh, smoked chicken uh, chicken wings. Absolutely amazing. 10% off if you bring in your mobile ticket stub. Uh, and until that, uh, Mr. Blue Sack, can I get a Let's Go Blues? Wait, how are their breasts? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You can go try them out. Talk about their ribs, but, I, you know, I... All right. Uh, let's Go Blues. All right. Excellent stuff, and again, we knew you guys would get a kick out of that. Uh, we love when uh, fans get involved in anything that we do around here, and it makes for a lot of fun. And, of course, our good friends at Adam Smokehouse. As I said earlier, now get over there, get your picture taken, send it to us on social media. You guys will be eligible to uh, join us for that Live from an Arena show that we're going to be doing. We're going to have a lot of fun with that one this year, folks. I really encourage you to do it. Uh, you can follow us on social media and learn more about it. Uh, check us out, okay, bluesnhlpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, at STL Blues Podcast. Hit us up on Facebook, Blues NHL Podcast. Like our, like our Facebook page. Click invite your friends. Get them all involved. Uh, we're also part of lineupmedia.fm, home of your radio. You're going to want to download your radio. It's for free on your mobile device. But the big push right now for us is Instagram, Blues NHL Podcast. Send us those pictures of you eating Adam Smokehouse, folks, and you guys are eligible to win that. Um, you know, as I mentioned, Adam Smokehouse located on Watson Road. Uh, open till 7 on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. They deliver. They do box lunches. Guys, it's the best barbecue in St. Louis. St. Louis, here's your cue. Uh, our friend, you know, uh, listen, innovativecompanies.com is sitting there, and they're ready for you guys. Randy Green, he's a busy dude. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, they got a lot of, lot, lot of staff. They got you covered. Residential, commercial, industrial, doesn't matter. Okay, the, he the heating and cooling team, the electric team, the construction team, 
Uh, they're fired up and ready to work for you. A man of his word. That's our guy, Ray, Randy Green, InnovativeCompanies.com. Our amateur people, obviously, SynergyHockeySkills.com. Jamie Rivers, our good friend here, and, and, and a lot of guys that Hindu works with. They do so much here for St. Louis. Don't forget to check them out, SynergyHockeySkills.com. Uh, you know, royalty in St. Louis when it comes to amateur hockey families, the Nelson family, NelsonLandServices.com. They also do so much for, for us. Uh, they deserve an opportunity for you guys to, at bare minimum, check them out, NelsonLandServices.com, for some of the best work you're going to find. Uh, Kimby, we miss you. Hindu, thanks for coming on today. Rivs, always great to have you. For all of us here, let's go blue. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.